0: Good morning, afternoon, and evening, and welcome to the 8311 Cast, your premier Midwestern based sports podcast, bringing you all things sports to your beautiful ears. Join your hosts, Kyle Mersch, Mike Ludwig, and Wyatt Teeter, along with guest host Ariane Barry, as we talk to you about college football, including our signature game show, Bull Sponsor, or Bankrupt Company some Cyclone basketball, the NFL, the NBA, and of course our signature segments, Mike Stupid Rules and Write That Down predictions here on episode 156. Double fun fact for you this week. The past week, the Cyclones women's basketball team had a larger halftime lead of 54 points than the men's team scored in their game against Jackson State, which was only 47 points. And speaking of getting beaten by quite a few points... This past week was the first time in NFL history where a team with one win or fewer beat a 10-plus win team by double digits. That, of course, was the Lions win that happened this week. Don't you just love that for the NFL?
1: I mean, if you're a Cardinals fan, you probably don't love it. But if you're a fan of pretty much any other team, you probably do. I mean, like, if you're a Packers fan, that was good news. I mean, it puts them in the driver's seat for the number one seed. So, I mean, generally
2: probably pretty popular.
0: I At least the Vikings put up but... a
2: fight against the Lions, so. As a, as a wandering NFL fan who really doesn't have a favorite team anymore, I am not a fan, because I liked it when the Lions were so bad it was fun. Now they're just kind of normal bad, like there's not really a big difference between the Lions or the Jaguars, now that they don't have Urban Meyer and that disaster, it's just like, it's less fun to follow how bad they are. They're just generic bad. I would prefer they never won a game.
1: I mean, yeah, that's kind of fun, but also I feel bad for them. Um,
2: Still getting paid a lot.
1: Yeah, that's true. I would I would take that paycheck. So
3: speaking of players who would take a paycheck though, and who will be taking a really good paycheck, are well, is really Brees Hall for the Iowa State Cyclones, and maybe a, a few others that. Hasn't all come out yet. Uh, Who all is expected to declare for the draft? Obviously, uh, Chase Allen and Charlie Cole are expected to as well. Um, But Brees Hall declaring for the draft. We all expected. uh, He forgoes his lone year of eligibility that is left. Um, He is, however, going to attend the Cheez-It Bowl uh, with the team and uh, be there to support them. Uh, Just a a good, you know, sportsmanship and showing uh, for that team. Uh, Last week, we had alluded to some Chris Williams uh, news, uh, how he had a pretty cryptic tweet on Twitter one evening about some big announcements upcoming for the Iowa State football team. Well, two of those huge announcements were the return of key players, including uh, first-team all-defensive end Will McDonald, Uh, For the Big 12 and a two, I believe it's two times already, uh, first team wide receiver Xavier Hutchinson both announced that they're returning to Iowa State. Uh, Xavier Hutchinson basically just said, I'm back. Will McDonald said he's back to get better and to continue to improve his draft stock for the upcoming years uh, when he will most likely be putting on the pads on Sundays and collecting a handsome paycheck as well. Uh, Speaking of Iowa State football and moving on, the Cyclones this past week ended up signing the number 30 class in the nation, uh, which happens to come in at number 4 in the current Big 12. Not the new look Big 12. We'll still be talking about that for a while before the conference expands. It
1: it will actually be number 2 in the new Big 12 because I looked none of the other... um... The new Big Twelve schools had better recruiting classes, and Texas and Oklahoma were two of the ones ahead of them in the
3: current one. So, and it would be Oklahoma State coming in at like at one of those other ones, right? Oklahoma State, yeah. Was Oklahoma the other... State
1: would be Oklahoma State would be one. Iowa State would be two in the new Big Twelve. Yeah.
3: So there you have it. I mean, Iowa State did have some pretty good uh signees coming in um a four-star wide receiver out of arizona they ended up getting a defensive lineman who was down to four teams iowa state oregon texas a&m i think in ohio state and iowa state won out in those three teams uh four teams total so uh, so a big get for matt campbell and the staff uh they're getting some some big help coming in for this team overall as they're going to need it. They signed a bunch of linebackers. They uh, have a linebacker coming in for a transfer from Delaware who had an option of going pro and probably would have been drafted according to scouting reports, but he decides to come to Iowa State and hopefully improve that draft status, uh, especially in Iowa State's unique system where they rely very, very heavily on those linebackers to make key plays on that defense. So, you know, some big recruits coming in for Iowa State you know what what is the transition period going to look like we'll see but some definite uh reinforcements were brought or for this team um in Will McDonald coming back as well as Xavier Hutchinson so big big returning players for the Cyclones next season to help kind of bridge that gap between this great team that's you know kind of phasing out and the the younger guys coming up yeah
1: we'll have to see how that uh that class goes but right now I'm encouraged right it gives this, this team under Matt Campbell I'm now convinced will never be as bad as they used to be they might not be ever be uh, projected to be as good as they were this year but they're also never going to be you know consecutive three win season bad again um, like they used to be I think those days are over and that's a welcome sight we're at least not the laughing stock of college football anymore that's Kansas so so that's very good but, of course, with all this talk about bowl games, it is time for everyone's favorite annual game show on the 8311 cast. We are going to play this year's instance of Bowl Sponsor or Bankrupt Company. Now, for our listeners, um, how this works is I am the host of this game, and Kyle, Wyatt, and Ariane are our three participants this year. I'm going to name a company. This company is either sponsoring a bowl game this year or a company that has gone bankrupt so for example if i said um let me see if i said um cbl and associates properties that would be a bankrupt company all they have to do to get it right is say bankrupt company but if i said lock and martin that's a ball sponsor. They just say ball sponsor. That's all they need to do. It's really simple. They just have to guess ball sponsor or bankrupt company. So, what I'll do is um, each person will answer each of the each of the guests um, or each of the um, entries, and we'll go around. So Kyle will answer it, then Arion, then Wyatt, and then we'll switch it up for the second one. So Kyle doesn't have to answer first all the time. Um, do all three of you understand? The assignment you know what we're doing here
3: yes i
0: understand the assignment
1: all right sounds good we can get started right away the first one is tail greeter tail greeter. are they a bowl sponsor or a bankrupt company kyle
3: i'm gonna go bowl sponsor
1: kyle says sponsor Ryan? i'm gonna say bankrupt company i says bankrupt company oh, why i agree
0: with bull sponsor
1: they are a bowl sponsor. They sponsored the Cure Bowl this year. Coastal Carolina beat Northern Illinois 47 to 41. That game has already happened. So one point for Kyle and Wyatt. Arian, still zero. Okay. Um, Arian, you'll lead us off on this next one. This next one is Cece's Pizza. Cece's Pizza. Are they a bankrupt company or a bowl sponsor? Arian?
2: Bankrupt company.
1: Ryan oh, yeah, says company again, Wyatt.
0: Bankrupt company.
1: It says company. Kyle?
3: Bankrupt company.
1: They are indeed a bankrupt company. I thought I might get you guys with that one. That's unfortunate. That was one the
2: one that in Lawrence ones. has a uh, ply board over their windows, so I felt confident in that one. Say <laughs> so yeah, if they weren't bad. bankrupt, they're they gonna be. Yeah. They Who doesn't don't like have... cold pizza that's been out for seven hours?
1: Yeah, they don't uh they don't have any presence in the Twin Cities. They never did, so maybe that one was, was tougher for me than it Lucky was for anybody else.
3: <laughs> yeah, you really <laughs> lucked out.
1: Alright. So two points for Kyle and Wyatt and one for Ariane. Wyatt, you'll lead us off on this one. It is Roofclaim.com. Roofclaim.com. Bull sponsor or a bankrupt company.
0: Oh, that's got the vibe of a bull sponsor.
1: Wyatt says sponsor. Kyle?
3: It's 100% a sponsor.
1: Sponsor?
2: Ryan. I would agree. That sounds just like a bowl game.
1: It is It is a bowl game. I was hoping none of you got that wrong. I used that one last year, too. That was sort of your gimme from the one that I, <laughs> the one that I used last year. So.
0: Ah. I did not remember that.
3: I didn't, I
1: didn't either. <laughs> I have the list. See, I still have the list saved on my computer, so I had the advantage of going back and looking at it. Otherwise, I would not have remembered. Ah. All right, Kyle, back to Kyle leading us off. Um, Tropical Smoothie Cafe, are they a bowl sponsor or a bankrupt company?
2: They're a bowl sponsor.
1: Ariane? Got to be a bowl sponsor. Sponsor, Wyatt?
0: I feel like they've gone bankrupt, though. I'm going to say bowl sponsor as well, but it doesn't sit right in my stomach.
1: They are indeed a bowl sponsor. That is correct. They've they... never bankrupted? Not that I know of. They are People bowl love sponsors. smoothies.
0: I just feel like since work. the one in Ames closed down like a couple of years ago, that they died. But I guess they didn't.
3: You remember Wyatt when they gave those away at basketball games? Wyatt and Ariane. Yeah,
0: and they, I never went. The whole I don't think anybody. Yeah, I don't think anybody went ever. I went yeah. there
2: like once. Oh really? It's expensive as all get out, though. Yeah, that's true. Interesting.
1: But yes, they sponsored the Frisco Bowl. It'll be UTSA versus San Diego State on December twenty first. All right, next one, and Arian, you'll be leading us off with the Christopher and Banks. Christopher and Banks, is that a ball sponsor or a bankrupt company?
2: Oh, Christopher and Banks. It's either a place or a law firm, sounds like. I'm going to say bankrupt
1: company. Arian says company, Wyatt. I mean, you got
0: banks in the name. How do you go bankrupt with banks in the name? But that doesn't feel like a bull sponsor, so I'm gonna have to say bankrupt company.
1: Company, or uh Kyle.
3: Uh for Ariane, yes, they are like a a high end like designer suit outfitter, and I'm gonna say bankrupt company.
1: They are indeed a bankrupt company. So so far, um Kyle and Wyatt are still perfect five for five halfway through. Aww. Um whereas Arian has missed one.
0: Thanks, Mike. So, no perfect.
1: You are perfect so far. We'll see if you stay there. Alright, Wyatt, you're leading off this next one. Don't uh don't uh mess it up. Guitar Center. Guitar Center. Bankrupt
0: Bankrupt Company.
1: Wyatt says bankrupt company very enthusiastically, <laughs> Kyle.
3: Um I gotta go Ooh, I gotta go bankrupt company as well.
2: Also says bankrupt company, all right. Ian. Well, this is my chance to pull ahead if they pick the same thing. So I'll just say bowl game. Otherwise, I won't win.
1: Yeah,
0: I think we were wrong, Kyle.
1: No, it is indeed a bankrupt company. Dang.
2: Oh indeed yeah, we did go,
3: they went bankrupt once, but they're. I think they still have some stores. That came they back. went bank.
1: They went bankrupt on. No- they filed yeah. for bankruptcy on November twenty first, twenty twenty. Son of a. They did emerge from bankruptcy quickly, um, after like a month and a half. But they did go bankrupt and do not sponsor a bowl game. So I took my shot. You did. Alright. Back to Kaya leading us off for this next one. Um
3: Radiance
1: Technologies.
3: I feel like this is like a like a California bowl game sponsor. So bowl game sponsor.
1: Arion? I'm gonna say it is a bowl game. Sponsor All right, Wyatt.
0: uh why? Uh I'm I'm unsure. I'll I'll agree and say bowl game sponsor.
1: It is indeed a bowl game sponsor. Is
3: it Mason, the one California? Yeah. San San Francisco?
1: Uh I gotta find it again, hold on. On my list of ball
3: games. It sounds like a tech company, you know? hmm Big tech. Yeah, wait
1: a go. I lost it. It's definitely a, a ball sponsor. Uh, there you Radiance go. technology. Uh, yeah, it's the independence ball. Well, Alabama Birmingham beat BYU thirty one to twenty-eight. I don't know mm. where it is.
2: But yeah. they do experimental but, mobile high energy lasers if you guys are into that.
1: Ooh, fancy. It's in Shreveport, Louisiana.
2: So there you no, on the West Coast.
1: <laughs> the ball game is. I don't know where the company's Alright. Um, this one is Ariane's turn to lead us off. Uh ABC Carpet and Home.
2: That definitely sounds like a bankrupt company to me.
1: Uh, Ariane picks company. Wyatt?
3: Bankrupt company.
1: Picks bankrupt company. Kyle?
3: Uh, I'm going bankrupt company.
1: Picks bankrupt company. And that is correct. You're all correct. (laughs) Wyatt and Kyle still perfect with three to go. Two to go. Excuse me.
2: I'm going to need y'all to pick wrong. Yeah,
1: you will. (laughs) Ariane, you need some help here. Wyatt, you're up. The second to last one is PUBG Mobile. UBG Mobile. Is this a bowl sponsor or a bankrupt company?
0: PUBG? Yeah, PUBG. <laughs> uh, bowl sponsor. Sponsor.
3: Bowl, bowl
2: sponsor. Sponsor, yeah. Arian. Bowl sponsor.
1: They are a bowl sponsor. They sponsored uh, the, what bowl was that? Just a few weeks ago. Uh, or just a few days ago. December 18th. Fresno State beat UT El Paso 31-42 to in the New Mexico Bowl. Which was in New Mexico, by the way.
2: Yeah, I remember That's reading really about this one. one when they announced the Bulls. Thinking, is that a mobile app version of a battle royale game? They make enough money to sponsor a bull game. Apparently, the answer yep. is yeah, yeah, they do. The <laughs> answer is do. yes.
0: It's <laughs> like, wait a All minute, right. I know what that stands for.
1: So, Kyle and Wyatt are tied. Ariane is still down two with one question to go, and I do have a fun tiebreaker plan. So I kind of hope you guys tie. Just saying. Um, so this just last answer one, the same thing no matter what. <laughs> this last one is Belk. Is Belk a bowl sponsor or a bankrupt company?
3: Who's first Kyle, finished?
1: you're leading us off.
3: Oh, they're a bowl sponsor.
1: Kyle says bowl sponsor. Arian? Bankrupt company. Says company. Wyatt?
0: I think Arian's right, but for the tiebreaker, I'm going to agree with Kyle and say that they're a is, you say they were a bowl sponsor? If that's what he said, that's mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. That's what I said. But aren't they, they like part are, of Belkin?
1: They are, in fact, a bankrupt company. Yeah, they, they are. Duke. They, they sponsored a the bowl now for it's years. The Duke, now it's the
3: Duke's Mayo Bowl. Dang that's it.
1: The, they sponsored yeah, a company I, I, for a year. They sponsored a bowl game for years, but they went bankrupt in this last year and are no longer sponsoring a bowl game. I figured I'd get yeah. somebody with that one. Yeah, that
0: was. Yeah, a good I remember one. hearing Belkin. Uh,
2: yeah. It's I was waiting for the cheez It bowl, bowl. Yeah, I think that one? one
1: was too easy, so okay. I didn't
3: put that on the list. Can we so, talk about
2: before, the fact that Duke's Mayo Bowl might be the worst bowl game name ever in the whole history of bowl games? Ex-
3: except they're, they're whoever, the CEO of Duke's Mayo actually said they're going to dump Mayo this year.
2: On who? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, both coaches, disgusting.
1: Both coaches agreed that, that they would be fine with having oh Mayo dumped gosh. on them if they won. So if I'm a coach, I don't know why I'm agreeing to that, but... I mean, you know, you do you, I guess.
3: Do you intentionally lose that game, then?
0: Yeah, (laughs) that's what I'm saying, man.
1: Please don't jump mayo on me. I'll lose, I promise. (laughs) Alright, well, comes down to a tiebreaker, then, um, because Kyle and Wyatt both finished with 9 out of 10, correct? And Arian finished with 8 out of 10, correct? So, the tiebreaker, and Arian, you can answer this, too, just for fun, but what was the total number of points scored in all of the ball games last year?
2: Oh, what the wow. common question is that. Can we get a number of Tot- games?
1: Yes, I will give you a number of games once I count them up. Hold on. I didn't count. And this is, is not count- This is not counting the championship game by the way because that's not a ball game, technically. So, last year there were 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 14 15 16 17 18 19 20 21 22 23 24 25 25 ball games played last year 25
3: I'm going to go 1250 points Kyle says oh.
1: 1250 points
2: Ryan uh let's see I'm going to say 900
1: 900 points
0: Wyatt, uh, I don't know. Let's do eleven fifty.
1: Eleven fifty. Boxing me in.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It's so got to be Kyle, less than
0: twelve fifty, right?
1: Kyle said twelve fifty. Arian said nine hundred. And Wyatt said eleven fifty. The answer is one thousand four hundred points. Holy ah, Nobody plays defense. That in is a lot game. of points.
3: That's like for more than reference, 50 I took forty five point I took forty five points per game and you know multiplied it by the twenty five to get that twelve fifty. Okay. The
2: top scoring defense was Ohio State at forty five point five, I think. Forty five point five times twenty five. Oh, you'd have to do it times fifty, wouldn't you? Right, because it's two teams. Uh, yeah. that's where I messed up. Oh. I was trying to math yeah. it out. I mean, you know, you've got like you got a lot of
1: forty nine to twenty threes and
2: fifty six to
1: twenty eights and thirty-nine to twenty ones and you know, all kinds of those in there. So Mike, did we do
3: this as our tiebreaker last year?
1: I think last year, instead of having you pick the total number scored in the previous year, I had you pick the total number of points scored in the games that had already been played that year.
2: Uh, So I mixed it
1: up just a little bit. But I did have a similar tiebreaker last year. And it's possible that I am slightly off in that number because I literally added them up while we were doing the previous segment because I am prepared. Um, but it should be pretty close to the right number. So.
0: Yeah, regardless, Kyle has that by a mile. Yes.
1: I did not mess up by 250 points. So sorry, Wyatt. All good.
0: Very so good Kyle, statement. I is, love
1: this. Yes. Kyle is once again our winner. I believe you won last year too, Kyle. I don't I have did. the results, but I'm pretty sure you won last year. year as well. He's now a two-time winner of Ball Sponsor or Bankrupt Company. Hey, so they got Kyle, Kyle Kyle
3: sucks th- it. Write that down predictions. But when it comes to knowing those Bankrupt Companies and Bowl Game Sponsors, yes, I got Kyle you. Kyle is
1: undefeated hmm. at Ball Sponsor or Bankrupt Company, just like the Cyclones men's basketball team are still undefeated. Um, they overcame a slow start to beat Southeast Louisiana um, on Sunday at home. Um, the defense was great like normal, and the offense, like I said, started slow, but came up well enough to win, or came up, scored enough points to win, and it wasn't particularly close in the end. Um, with the win, they moved up to, uh, into the top 10 in the AP poll at number 9 and to number 8 in the um, coaches' bowl coaches, Paul, excuse me. And I have ball games on the mind. Um, this upcoming week, they have maybe one game against Chicago state, um, which will be on Tuesday. I say maybe cause Chicago state has been having COVID issues. Their last game was canceled. So that will maybe, or, maybe or maybe not get played. And after that conference play starts on, uh, on, uh, new year's day with Baylor. Um, do you either of you want to fill us uh, fill us in on how this uh, makes the cyclones look uh, across the nation?
3: Yeah, I, I mean, guys, well, I, I could. I'll I'll fill us in a little bit. Uh, a lot of these stats are courtesy of Arian. Um, one of the things that Iowa State or not Iowa State in general, but the Big Twelve especially this year, I hid last week. Big Twelve is going to be really really tough. Uh, their net ranking is thirty. Uh, like they're thirty points. Ahead of the next closest conference in net rankings. Uh, I The Big 12 conference comes in at 36, whereas the Big 10 comes in to the total in a conference at 60. The Pac 12 is all, all the way down in the hundreds uh, in net ranking. Uh, the Big 12 has uh, five teams in the AP poll at an average placement of 11.6. Uh which is better than the next closest conference. The SEC has 5, 10, five teams averaging 15.6 in the rankings. So very, very top heavy, especially when you have number one Baylor, number seven Kansas, uh, top 10 Iowa State at number nine, then Texas at 16, all very, very good. Um, the when you look at the numbers, uh, it, it just, Iowa State is so good at defense. That defense is clearly going to have to carry this team uh, for the rest of the season, and it's what we've been talking about over and over and over. A sluggish start for the the Cyclones against Southeast Louisiana might be a norm for this team, uh, but defense is going to lead to offense. Um, for the Cyclones, you get a net ranking of 14 total uh, in the BPI basketball power index, the rank number forty. Ken Palm still has them. Um more of where we kinda think they might be. Uh forty five. They're not I I personally don't think they're quite as good as their net ranking at fourteen. Uh, but obviously those are just metrics instead of actual rankings themselves. And then uh what is that? Sagarian? Arian fill me in on Sagarin. Sagarin?
2: Yeah. Sagarin. Yeah what's that or who does that poll or what's it based on i don't even know i've just heard it referenced a couple times they're sitting at 41 there so i was looking today at teamrankings.com. it's a pretty decent website they have some decent different numbers and i was just looking at what they say so net ranking is completely based on what we have seen happen so far which is why the Cyclones are so far ahead there as compared to the BPI, Ken Palm, and Sagarin, which puts them down in the 40s, because those are all predictive metrics. They are planning what they expect to happen in the rest of the season once we enter Big 12 play. Um, exactly.
1: And, and those are based on preseason expectations right. to an extent still, too, at this point. So.
2: And TeamRankings.com has us as the number 54 team in the country which I think is a little bit low. 40 seems okay. And they have us as the number 8 team in the Big 12, which I would probably disagree with. Just looking on there, after beating Southeast Louisiana, they project us to finish 19-12, and 12, which would have us finishing out our year 8-12, and 12, and then 7-11 and 11 in the Big 12. Um, our odds to make the NCAA tournament for them sit at 43% right now. They do give us a 5% chance to make the Sweet 16, though, which I think is a pretty good chance, especially considering what we were expecting from this team at the beginning of the year. Um, they give us a yeah. 99.5% chance to beat Chicago State, which they rank as the 356th team in the country, so
3: yeah, Lord help bad. us,
2: we better do that. They do give us a 1% chance to win the conference tournament, so not super great there. Uh, and we only have a 50% chance or above to win our six in six of our final 20 games of the season uh the strength of schedule so far has been number 76 in the country but remaining strength of schedule bumps up to number 18 on that so i was just curious where do you guys really see this team like throughout the end of the year uh, do you think it's number 54 do you think we end up 7 and 11 in the big 12 does that seem realistic to you guys
1: well i mean there's you another way you can see this before we get into that another way you can see this breakdown between the the reactive and the predictive stats is that uh like, on bracketology, CBS Sports, Jerry Palm has Iowa State as a one-seed in their bracketology right now, right? That is how well they've played up until this point. Um, whether they will, um, no, they're not going to be a one-seed. Right. They're scared once this team faces some real competition, they're going to struggle to score. And the defense will keep them in games, but in the end, I don't think... Uh, I think you'll finish about 500. I think 9-9 nine and nine in conference is about right. That's what I would expect. Um, anybody else have any other thoughts? I think 9-9 nine and nine is about right. And that'll get you in the tournament for sure with how good the Big 12 is if you can go 9-9. Nine and nine.
3: Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is a year where it, Hilton's going to be a tough place to play with this defense for sure. So if you defend home court, uh, I mean, right there you have 9 wins. Nine, win- 9 plus 12, assuming they beat Chicago State, puts you at 21. A 21-win team is definitely a tournament team. The That's for sure. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this team only gets eight conference wins, but, you know, maybe they crack 10 wins because they beat TCU and K-State twice and then they're able to defend their home court. Uh, so I, I think this is right around 500 conference basketball play for this team. I think they probably finish, you know, fourth or fifth, maybe sixth in the league, somewhere right in the middle of the pack uh, in this conference season.
0: Yeah, I think we all have really realistic expectations for this team now, which is, you know, refreshing. Uh, but 7-11 and for conference play, I, I do feel like it's just a touch low. I tend to agree with you, Kyle, where eight, eight or nine wins is probably more what we're going to be looking at for conference play. But I'm excited to see how well we stack up against those kind of teams too because we haven't really seen that level of competition like you were like you
2: were saying, Mike. I wouldn't be shocked if we do end up at around 7 and 11. Our defense is beautiful, it's brilliant, but the offense pretty much always relies on hoping one guy gets hot and we will have a lot of games where a guy does not get hot. And I it's going to be tough to rely on that without a functional and reliable offense. I think it may be a little bit of a growing pain year. We've already seen the fact that TJ is a fantastic coach on defense, and I think it might take him a little bit of time to figure out how he wants to run that offense and get the right people in place to run it perfectly. Um, but is anybody really going to complain about 7-11 and 11 after we didn't win a single game last year? I do think this will be kind of a growing year, similar to when we saw Matt Campbell come in. It wasn't the best first year, but all of a sudden we're in bowl games every single year. I think it'll take a little bit, but I do think we'll get there eventually. Yeah. Yeah, that's we're going in that right direction, I think that's, great. that's for sure.
3: We are for sure. And I mean, TJ has done nothing short of amazing things for this team so far. Uh, NCAA tournament shouldn't be a um, foreign concept for the Cyclones in the near years. Uh, Speaking about, uh, you know, postseason and aspirations, there were were some major shakeups this week uh, in the playoff picture overall in the NFL landscape. Uh, starting off with a few maybe surprising games, but maybe unsurprising, the Patriots were on a roll going into Indianapolis on that Saturday evening game against the Indianapolis Colts. and uh, the Colts end up running away with that game thanks to Jonathan Taylor. Uh, the Colts put a or stifled the Patriots' aspirations as of right now for the number one overall seed uh, in the AFC. Uh, and we will get to that later. The Lions, as we had mentioned a little bit earlier, you know, they're not as fun to watch anymore, maybe because they win games. Uh, shocker, but. They did shock everyone uh, this week by beating Arizona. This game wasn't even close by a long shot. Uh, Arizona didn't even look like they got off the plane, let alone the team bus to the stadium, um, as they limped their way back to Arizona. Big, big uh, playoff implications in the NFC with that game, uh, as the Green Bay Packers, with their win this week, vault them uh, as clear owners of that number one overall seed uh, in the NFC. Moving on to the Steelers, they uh, ended up beating the Titans this week. The Titans have just looked mediocre uh, since losing Derrick Henry. I mean, it's clear that losing the true identity of your offense really shakes things up. Just ask the uh, New Orleans Saints. Uh, throw Taysom Hill in there, and you know things aren't as great and illustrious as Jameis Winston or Drew Brees. But somehow they shut down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Tom Brady has an issue with beating the Saints in the regular season. They're more of a scary foe to him than uh, Eli Manning in a Super Bowl. But it just doesn't seem to work. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers don't have to worry about uh, the playoffs. They're going to be in just fine. They really just need to get healthy after losing Leonard Fournette, Chris Godwin, and Mike Evans. Uh, Chris Godwin being out for the year. Leonard Fournette and Mike Evans are week to week right now the ravens courtesy of arian are the first team in the nfl to lose three straight games by a single in a single season by four or fewer combined points why is that john harbaugh keeps going for two points at the end of the game to win instead of kicking the extra point to tie Uh, they did it against green bay to try and win they did it against the pittsburgh steelers to try and win as well uh and it just it it unfortunately didn't work out they're inches away from it in pittsburgh But sometimes, you know, the NFL is a game of inches and the NFL is a game of uh, COVID uh, ridden teams at this point, uh, including the entire quarterback room for the Cleveland Browns right now As Baker Mayfield and Case Keenum were in the uh, COVID-19 protocol. So Nick Mullins uh, started for the uh Cleveland Browns on Monday night that game was flexed to Monday night football from a doubleheader from Saturday night Uh, and it didn't go so well for him as the Las Vegas Raiders win on a walk-off field goal the Chiefs did uh claim authority of the AFC once again once uh one time this season they were three and four and now they are the favorites again to win the Super Bowl with that win over the San Diego Chargers uh sorry the Los Angeles Chargers uh and they're, they're in the driver's seat of the AFC West now, beating uh, the Chargers and taking a two-game lead over them. They are ridden with COVID as well. Potential huge outbreak for the Chiefs with Kelsey, Butker, Charverius, Ward all on the COVID list. Chris Jones, Willie Gay, and Josh Gordon all missed last week against the Chargers. If they get healthy, they're in the driver's seat and they control their destiny for that number one overall seed for the playoffs to run through them. Uh, it was breaking this week that the NFL is changing COVID rules, uh, as it is wreaking havoc on scheduling and the number of players being put on the COVID list. Uh, over 70 players on the COVID list, and so. The new rule and policy is fully vaccinated asymptomatic personnel will no longer be tested. Masks are again required at all times in team facilities and social distancing whenever possible, which was already rules for individuals that were not fully vaccinated, a.k.a. Aaron Rodgers and some of the protocols that he had to follow so far this season. So from one sport of COVID-ridden teams to another sport, Arian, can you... Can you fill us in on some of the atrocity that's happening in the NBA right now when it comes to scheduling nightmares?
2: I would love to. So we have just games delayed all over the place currently, similar to the NFL. Uh, Just the fact that um, we just have COVID going around like crazy, it seems like. I think Mike was doing the calculations and he said about 4% of the NFL tested positive on basically one day. So it, it is crazy. Yeah, just being just in, on Monday. Yeah. So being in that arena with a trillion people with their masks off, yelling like crazy, who would have guessed that kind of spreads COVID a little bit. I was just peering through the injury report and looking today. Uh, 75 players are listed as out either in COVID or health and safety protocols. The difference being they've tested positive for COVID or they are in close proximity and they don't know if they've tested positive yet. Um, Out of those 75 players, just kind of a fun thing, uh, eight of those players have had at least one all-star selection. Those players being Giannis, Zach Levine, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Trey Young, uh, Al Horford, Dwight, and Pascal Siakam. You may have heard me say Kyrie Irving. If you remember last time I I filled you guys in on the fact that Kyrie was not playing, Because he was not going to get vaccinated, and there's a mandate in New York City that doesn't allow you to play home games. And their management had said, if you're going to be a part-time player, you're not playing at all. Uh, Turns out, after that much COVID and injuries on their team, they were okay with a part-time player, as long as that part-time player is an all-star. So they announced that Kyrie Irving was going to be activated to play only away games, and he would be allowed to practice with the team in the facility. And then literally less than a day later, 19 hours later, I believe, it was announced that he was put into health and safety protocols, which is just, you couldn't write it better than that. He's been sitting out all season, finally gets announced, and then less than a day later, he is put into safety protocols. It was also maybe two hours after they announced Kevin Durant was going into health and safety protocols as well. There are 10 teams with no cases currently. Uh, However, the Nets have the most cases at 10 players. Uh, An NBA roster is generally about 15 players, and they have 10 players with uh, COVID or health and safety. Uh, That's an average of about 2.5 players per roster, and when you take out those 10 teams that do not have any cases, it's more like 3.754 per roster. They did just change the rules in the NBA so that there is allowance to sign basically a replacement player. Anytime a player tests positive, you can sign a new player to your team. Anytime you have two players test positive, you must have one player signed to take that spot, three you must sign two, so on and so forth, kind of like that. So both leagues are dealing with that and making it as best as they can. And let's see, we talked about Stephen Curry last time I was on. Um, The day after you guys put out your last podcast, he did break that record. Uh, So I was incorrect. He did it a day before I thought he would, or a game before, so my bad. Um, Let's see. He broke Ray Allen's three-point record in the first quarter. He went two for three on three-pointers. You could definitely tell he wanted it out of the way. He came out hard looking for that shot. It was in Madison Square Garden, which is a pretty awesome place to do it. The crowd was super into it, even though it was a away crowd. They really wanted to see it happen. Um, He tacked on a couple more after that. He finished the game with 2,978. After breaking that 2,974th, he put four more in. Um, Interesting story about that. He talked to the Warriors on draft day and told them that he didn't really want to get taken by them. He would rather fall another pick and go to the Knicks. Uh, Thankfully for the Warriors... And Stephen Curry and just anybody who likes basketball, that did not happen, and he managed to go to the Warriors where we saw one of the best basketball careers of all time and the greatest shooter of all time. So
1: I mean unless unless you're a Knicks fan, then you probably well, fan. Yeah,
2: do you to really him? want to see one of the best basketball players ever get wasted on the Knicks and then probably be terrible? I just think uh you just let it go. Yeah, that fair enough. And uh, Ray Allen, just for, I think I said this last time, but Stephen Curry broke it in 789 games. Ray Allen played 1,300 games. Um, So just pretty crazy. And I'm just, I did some really, really basic math and extrapolated it by his threes made per game. If he played as many games as Ray Allen, he would end up with 4,924 three-pointers made. I actually pulled up some stories. Uh, Sportingnews.com did a little bit better math than I did, taking into account uh, peaks and valleys, aging players, time like that. They said that they came up with best-case scenario. Stephen Curry finishes his career with approximately 6,217 threes. Again, he just broke the record at 2,974, so just realize how absurd these numbers are. A worst-case scenario, barring injuries or something terrible like that, they think he'll end up around 4,100 threes. And then a plausible guess of a general decline is 5,092 threes in 21 seasons. And I just want to know if you guys, do you guys think this is the new unbreakable record? Like, Wilt Chamberlain's 100 points or Wilt Chamberlain's 48.5 minutes per game in a 48-minute game. Like, do you think this can ever be beaten? It seems impossible to me.
3: I mean, it is It is out there. It's, it's one of those ones where it's probably going to take a very, very long time to beat it. It's not like it's going to be broken, you know, maybe five years after Steph retires, five or ten years. Is it outside the realm of possibility? No. But have we? is there another great shooter in the league right now that matches to him? And I think the answer to that is no as well. Yeah,
2: I would agree, Mike.
3: Yeah,
1: I I think this is
3: probably.
1: I don't want to say it's unbreakable, but it's pretty much unbreakable. Yeah, like it's. I don't know. With the way the game is changing and everyone shooting threes, it's probably possible. But
2: I uh, yeah, it just seems tough. Wyatt, any thoughts? Okay, apparently not. Um, I just pulled up some numbers here just for young players who have a chance. Luka Doncic is the fastest player to ever make it to 500 threes in both terms of age and games. Trey Young, obviously a prolific three-point shooter, somebody who got compared to Stephen Curry a lot in college. Uh, No player in NBA history, including Curry, has made more threes through 230 career games. However, Stephen Curry did start a while ago, and there weren't a lot of threes made, and he had some injuries to his ankles. I believe Robert Covington actually had more threes made in that time period than Stephen Curry. So take that number with a little bit of a grain of salt. And then Donovan Mitchell, um, he entered the league at the same age as Stephen Curry. And his 2.7 career threes per game is actually the exact same as Stephen Curry through five years. Granted, if he was going to match Stephen Curry, he would have to match that production, which is almost impossible. But those are kind of your top three guys to look at as far as careers go so far. I don't believe there's anybody in the league who's going to do it currently. If it's somebody, we don't know who they are yet. And you have to consider that they've made some rule changes to the game this year that has given the defense a little bit of power back. And they've had to shift that Damian Lillard, Stephen Curry, Trey Young have all had issues with that starting the season. Uh, Obviously, Stephen Curry, by the least amount, he's killing it still. So I think that it will eventually bring it back in. We're going to keep shifting that. We've already... I feel like we've hit more or less our peak of three-pointers. They'll definitely be a mainstay of the offense. But I think when we're moving, our rules are going to move more towards defense. And we're going to kind of see, hopefully, the best blend of 90s, 2000s, mid-range and post-up game, as well as this elite ball movement and marksmanship offense that we have right now. So I honestly think it may not ever get broken, especially if he plays anywhere near the level that he's playing now for any amount of time after this and i have a fun trivia fact for you guys um as we talked about last time Stephen curry has the longest active three-pointers made streak at 150 something at this point but i actually heard this on inside the nba on tnt do you know who has the second longest three-pointer made streak that is active currently you have any guesses
1: carl uh, anthony town
2: tyler hero uh well you were actually the closest kyle for a while it was uh duncan robinson but he lost his a while ago and of all people with 41 games is a lou dort lugance dort of the oklahoma city thunder
1: i hadn't even i don't even know who he is (laughs) i was
2: about to ask do you guys know who that is no (laughs) okay It's funny, because he started as a defensive stopper. That was really his job, and he didn't have much of a shot. I think he shoots 33% for his career, but he currently holds the longest, second longest, three-point made streak in a game. Also, something I noticed today when I was looking at it, uh, eight of the 11 top rebounders in the NBA are Europeans. so that's kind of a fun fact. Not really related to anything, but I thought it was interesting. kind of shows the fact that we have a lot of international folks in the league, and they're making their presence felt. Uh, That's all I got for the NBA. Oh, sorry. I got a little bit of seeding news. The Nets, Bulls, and the Cavs are leading the East. Six and a half games are all that separate the first seed from the tenth seed, uh, being the Nets and the Raptors respectively. And then one game is all that's separating the sixth seed from the tenth seed, uh, sixth seed being relevant because it is the last non-play-in spot. And the 10th seed is the last play-in spot. So the uh, 7, 8, 9, and 10 are all in a play-in tournament now to get into the tournament. It is somewhat ridiculous that 10 teams from both leagues in a 30-team league more or less make the playoffs, but that's beside the point. And then you have the Suns, Warriors, and Jazz leading the West. The Suns and the Warriors are clearly at the head of the pack. Um, They have 12 games separating the first seed from the 10th seed. However, three seeds are separating the sixth from the 10th. So just keep an eye on that. It will obviously fluctuate and kind of spread out as we get more games played. But that's all I got for you.
1: Nice. Thank you, Arian. We appreciate your NBA update, keeping us all informed. Um, on Mike's Stupid Rules this week, where, you keep, where we keep you informed on all things um, rules-related, um, um, something that I found while watching a ball game today, uh, earlier this weekend. If you remember, um, earlier this season, we talked about Um, taking consecutive timeouts in the NFL after Mike Zimmer um, did that in a Vikings game and it cost them yardage and ultimately led to a loss. Um, Remember we talked about um, calling two consecutive timeouts is, if it's granted um, by the officials, uh, is a five-yard penalty unless it's to ice the kicker, in which case it's a 15-yard penalty. There is actually no such rule in college football about calling multiple timeouts. You can call as many consecutive timeouts as you want. um, Well, as long as you have the timeouts. As many consecutive timeouts as you want in college football, even if it is to ice the kicker or for anything else. There is no such rule against consecutive timeouts um, in the uh, college game. I saw this at a bowl game. They called two consecutive timeouts to ice the kicker at the end of the first half um and that can totally be done in college i was calling right as soon as i saw it i was calling for a flag 15 yard personal foul for two consecutive timeouts to ice the kicker but they didn't call it so then i was confused so then i went and looked it up and there's no such rule in college so i don't have a rule reference for you but it doesn't exist so there you go call all the timeouts you have in college there's no penalty for it go do it that that's all i got for my stupid rules so we'll move right into the accountability session we have some definitely have some mixed news. We'll start off good and we'll get worse as we go. Um, first, coming off the board is a prediction for me that I would be the only 80 through 11 cast permanent host to make the fantasy football playoffs um, in our league. I was. I ended up getting the five seed, where, um, whereas Wyatt finished I think last in the league, and Kyle oh, yeah. was the seven, just missing the playoffs. Um, So, I was the only host to make the playoffs. My playoff run is short lived. I got creamed this week in the first round of the playoffs, unless Justin Jefferson scores like three more touchdowns. Um, but I did make the playoffs, and Kyle and Wyatt did not. So, ding ding, ding 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 ding.
2: It's obviously I was not included in this, otherwise, you would not have the confidence to make that prediction.
1: That's correct. And Josh was also not included in this. Oh, he fair. also made the fantasy football playoffs. So.
2: You know, predicting
1: that four teams wouldn't make the playoffs when there are only six teams that don't make the playoffs, that would have been a heck of a prediction.
3: That
2: would have been impressive.
1: Yeah. Um, Wyatt predicted um, that Urban Meyer would be the next head coach resigned slash fired in the NFL, which did happen when the Jaguars fired him. Um, this week, and they fired him for cause, meaning they're not planning on paying him either, which is probably fair. He he deserved it. Uh, so for that, White gets a ding 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 Um, Josh predicted AJ Dillon would rush for forty-five, at least forty-five yards in each of the next two games. He did that in the first game with over sixty-five yards rushing, but in the second game he did not. He only was in the twenties for rush yards. So for that, Josh gets a nah.
2: Man,
1: nah. If you remember, uh, last week, Arian predicted that Steph Curry would not break the three-point record in either um, the game he was currently playing or the next one, um, and, and that didn't happen. He definitely uh, definitely broke it um, in that second game. So for that, Arian gets a nah. 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 So I'll start by putting things back up on the board um, like I normally do. This is going to be a bit of an interesting prediction prediction, so stick with me. The Vikings are going to go 2-1 and one in their next three games. Okay? And So those games against the Bears, Rams, and then Packers. And then they're going to lose their fourth game, which is against the Bears. And Kirk Cousins is not going to play in that last game because he has COVID.
2: That's a lot. That's a home and run if a... I've ever heard one. <laughs> Very involved.
0: Um... Just for the sheer amount of things happening, yeah, I I could see this one being a home run.
3: Yeah, home run. And I'm also
0: too
2: lazy to think about it any further, so home run.
1: Sounds good. I'll take it.
2: I appreciate the amount of elements that's involved there. I'm excited.
1: Yes. And for the record, I did make this. I did put this on the sheet before the Vikings Bears game um started. So he did that. Josh. Right. Oh yeah, I got to talk yeah. about Josh.
0: Yeah. Do we have anything from Josh this week? Is he still
1: alive? Yep, he's, uh, he's still doing good. Uh, he's getting ready for, for Christmas like the rest of us. He is jumping on the Lions bandwagon, and he is predicting that the Lions will win at least one more game
2: this year. They finish off their schedule. Atlanta, Seattle, Green Bay. Uh, I really hope Atlanta, that one Seattle. win. I Six hope it's only eight one win, win Atlanta, and I hope it's the Packers. Five and eight for Seattle. And I don't remember what Green Bay is. Let me click on it. Like 12 and 3.
1: 11
2: and 3. This is I mean, probably... it apparently doesn't
0: it, it doesn't matter what your record is to the Lions. It feels <laughs>
1: just like a triple to me. That's sort of what I was thinking.
0: Hell, I I wouldn't even have as a home run, but
1: I don't think it's a home just because it's only one. I don't either. One.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying that I wouldn't be terrible. mad. I'm not a. Uh, I'm not arguing for it. So we'll go through. Yeah, triple.
1: like they have a 32 percent chance just to beat the Falcons, according to 538, and really? then uh, yeah, and then according to 538, a 20 percent chance to beat the Seahawks, yeah, and when a 17 the... percent chance to beat the Packers. When it's an or, yeah, I think
2: he. This is a triple. They're 2 and 11, so it's basically 1 and 5.5. So in three games, you know, they have about a 50% chance, almost, basically. So it's not as crazy as it sounds, honestly. Just going by numbers purely. Mm hmm. Seems to me that 538's drinking the Kool Aid, but.
1: I mean, they don't do that, but okay. <laughs>
2: Mike with they a good. staunch defense good. of 538. I
1: do. 538 is at the <laughs> cutting edge of statistical analysis in the world today, and I will defend their statistical analysis.
2: Are you a big PFF guy?
1: I'm not a huge PFF guy. There's just so many small things in football that you can't grade in a system like that.
2: Fair enough.
1: I'm it's not a good. huge PFF guy either. It's good to give you, like, general background over it's the course piece of, of a puzzle. season. Over the course of a season, too, it's probably fine, but I'm not into, like, these individual game rankings or things like that. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, Wyatt, what do you got?
0: Isaiah Brockington ends the season as the total scoring leader for the Cyclones. He will have the most total amount of points. I don't mm. know if I can phrase that any weirder, but...
1: He, he does at this point, right? He
0: he does okay. right now... Um, he has 357 total points. Second behind him is Gabe Kalsher with 337, so 20 points behind.
1: I think this is probably just a single.
3: That's what I said. That's what my initial thought was, yeah. And that's all that agree. I'm going for, so all right. let's do single it. it is.
0: What do you got, Kyle?
3: Uh, my prediction is that Caleb Grill makes at least 63 pointers this season for reference i have it pulled up uh so far this season he's made 20. last year with unlv he made 55 which was his most prolific season and then at iowa state the year before uh he only made 13. so he's already surpassed his first stint at iowa state's um, total so i'm saying that he's going to get five better than he did last
2: year man leave caleb grill alone last time he made a caleb grill prediction he didn't make a shot for like three games <laughs> uh that feels like a double or a triple to I, me
1: yeah i'm thinking probably so you said basically it's five I, more threes than last year
3: yeah but last year he was a he was a starter
1: i'll yeah. say triple
3: i, I go with how triple. many does he
1: have this year 20 already 20 i'm saying double do you think his playing time is going to be the same once it's in league play, though? Probably. I mean, he's not like he's a he's bench filler. He's seeing significant minutes. He's like the seventh guy off the bench. There have so. just been a couple not of games where he takes, starter, takes
2: one shot, and that's it. That's that's true, too. Hard to make 63s when you only take 50 shots.
1: That's true.
2: So what I'm
3: hearing is triple from Wyatt and Arion.
1: Well, that's a yep. majority, so there it is. I'd like to point out that uh, Kyle originally had this down as a hundred threes, and I laughed at him, and then he changed it. So, a hundred threes? I really should have let him keep it, but literally he typed it, and I laughed at him, and then he actually went and looked at statistics and realized how <laughs> dumb he was.
2: <laughs> That's like something I'd do. And then no matter what anyone told you, you would not change it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I gotta go for that, that home run. What do you got, Arianne? All right. I have had terrible luck so far. Since I came back, I'm 0 for 2. But I, uh, I swing for the fences. That's what I do. Singles don't mean anything to me. They suck. Uh, I'm gonna say the Cyclones lose to Baylor by 20 points or more. Everyone overreacts, thinks we're garbage. But then we will beat Texas Tech, who is ranked number 25 right now, by the way, at 10 or more points. So basically I the don't... Cyclones
1: are going to do what the Gophers did and get killed at home in their first game and then go on the road and win their second game?
2: I believe both games were at home. Oh, are they both at home? Or... Yes. They are both So they at will home. both be at Hilton. But I'm going to say the Baylor Bears come out and just decimate us because I saw what they did to number six and it was not pretty. Yeah, they're but bad. I, from I do think they, they have that. some fight in them and I think they will feel frustrated with that first game and they'll come out hot and i'm gonna say we can beat tech by double digits
0: i i don't like I, I like losing to baylor i don't like losing to baylor by 20 points
2: okay
1: i don't think our defense is bad enough or is yeah i think our defense is too good to lose by that many i'm thinking triple for this well oh,
2: my so question yeah, well, what is in our defense. right now it's our offense
0: well, what but i'm I between mean, right now is a triple and a home run i'm is, leading is there enough tri- there for a home
3: run i'm i'm sitting at triple I don't think there's enough for a
2: home run there. Okay, hold on. I, I would tend hold to on. agree.
0: Like I said, the only thing I don't like is the 20-plus points part of, of losing the Baylor.
2: I just want let to, me, let me pull this up just so we all remember. Iowa State men's basketball scored 47 points against Jackson State. 47, Jackson State, number one Baylor. Hey, how many did we score against Jackson State? You want to hit it home one more time? Come on, man! It's it's going to be a slaughter, and I think everybody should be ready for that. Forty-seven to thirty-seven.
1: Jackson State is a good defensive team, though they're above average in adjusted defense on the year.
2: I it just concerns me. We've had problems sometimes on offense. The offense isn't pretty. A couple weeks ago, Kyle talked. No, one week ago, Kyle talked about how we struggle in the half court against a press. And you noticed at the end of the game, Southeast Louisiana also instituted a press against us. I think we might see that frequently in the season since we get a lot of our offense on the fast break and before the defense is set. I just don't know if it's going to be super close. I don't think you swayed me. I'm, uh, I'm still... I don't,
1: yeah, me. I don't think you swayed me. Either. And you didn't, Fair
2: you didn't
3: even sway a majority, so... All right,
2: all right.
1: <laughs> this is also a team who almost put up 80 against Iowa, who was a major conference team. So.
2: Fair enough. 64 The single,
0: Brady. With a single three triples and a home road. run and a bipolar Cyclones men's basketball team, apparently. That concludes our Write That Down prediction segment, which means we're at the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening to episode 156 of the 8311 cast. Before you get to listen to episode 157, make sure you check out our Instagram at 8311cast. That's 8311cast, just like you're seeing on your podcast listening device app of your choice. Until next week, signing off for the 8311cast. We have your hosts, Kyle Mersh, Mike Ludwig, Ariam Barry, and Wyatt Teeter. Talk to you all again next week. Go Cyclones.
1: Go Cyclones. Go Cyclone.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: Cyclones.